Welcome to 931, Growing the Church in Canada, a podcast about church revitalization and hosted by Heritage College and Theological Seminary in Cambridge, Ontario. Join us as we explore with Canadian leaders strategic topics related to church revitalization. Well, good morning. It's a delight to have Brad Hooper, who is serving as an intern or did serve as an intern at uh, Temple Baptist Church here in Cambridge. Uh, Brad, I'd like to uh, explore with you some of the lessons, first of all, some of the lessons that you learned during your internship. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would say one of the great lessons that I learned was just humility, (laughs) you know, as sometimes, and we talk about sort of the the Bible college, you know, first year Bible college student who thinks he knows everything after having taken a few courses in theology. <laughs> um, now, I, I'm, I've been a few years since I was that first year Bible college student, but still, um, as as a as a seminarian, right. you can you can have this opinion that oh yeah, I I know the, God's word very well. Right. You know, well I, the, the scripture Paul himself said, "Knowledge puffs up." Right? Is it? Yeah. It's, it's a danger that you think, "Well, I've got an advantage. I have all yeah. of this at least head knowledge." Yeah, absolutely. And just to know that. Uh, Sometimes your head knowledge doesn't mean a whole lot to the person in the pew. <laughs> and, they don't uh, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, really, if you if you don't love them, if you don't uh, show good character, um, that all that can really mean nothing. You know, mm-hmm. even as Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 13, if I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge but have not love, you know, I I am nothing. I gain nothing. Are, are th- just to explore that a little further, are there some practices? I, I know C.J. Mahaney has a book on humility. Maybe there are other books. I mean, we're called in Scripture, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Hmm. Uh, any any counsel, any really practical counsel, how, what, what cultivates humility? How do you cultivate? How do you remind yourself hmm. of who you are and who God is and, and where really where you fit in, in terms of just being a servant for Jesus' sake? Right. Well, I mean, in terms of cultivating it, there's, there's no substitute for just daily communion with the Lord because nothing... Nothing convinces you of your your finiteness, like just time Amen. spent with the eternal one. Amen. Um, so that that would be the most important thing. Uh, but I, I would also say just, you know, being able to make mistakes <laughs> in in ministry, you know, uh, whether that's, you know, preaching a pretty terrible sermon <laughs> and, you know, having having correction, uh, loving correction from yes. from uh, you know the pastoral team after that, and that was something you actually participated. Like that, that's a dynamic process you've experienced, isn't it? Yeah, every every week after the sermons are preached on Sunday, we meet on Monday morning as uh, as uh, the small group of us uh, on on staff and and the pastoral team to uh, to go over the sermons and whether that's us who preached the sermon the previous night or whether that's you know, Pastor John or Aaron that that's preached the sermon. We oh, so it's reciprocal. It's both ways. It Even is. Even when the, one of them is preaching, you have an opportunity to speak into their lives and to to explore some of the dynamic process yeah, of absolutely. communication and to use that as a as a teaching uh, point. Interesting. Uh, and I think too, just you know, John's humility, especially in that, is a real teaching point. To me, that it he models would, it for you exactly. That he right. would be willing to hear possible correction from. Yes. A, a younger person yes. in ministry is uh, so humility would be one one lesson another lesson that you would say you've learned in in the in the process mm. not necessarily in order but maybe yeah. concurrent with humility yeah um i i learned a lot about just you know being part of an organization a staff and uh 
just how important unity is in that, um, but also that you know there's room for disagreement in that as well. Um, you know, we we have this uh, this saying as a staff. You know, you speak the last ten percent uh, in love, which means that if you if you happen to have a disagreement with uh, you know with an opinion that's been put forward at staff meeting. Uh, that you should speak that and, and to know that that's, that's okay and that we, we want to engage with one another. Um, I would say another lesson that I learned too is John always communicates, you know, you have to think who needs to know this. Uh, in other words, uh, you're planning an event yes. for Mother's Day, for instance. Yes. Who needs to know that you're planning that event? You know, administrators, you know, custodial staff. Perhaps. Um, How do you figure that out? What's the dynamic process of figuring? And I'm, I suppose that takes time. It would take coaching. It would take just asking questions. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the main forum for doing that it would be our weekly staff meetings, where uh, we we go through. Okay, this is what I'm thinking, uh, and and we can help one another. Okay, did you did you talk to so and so about anticipating this? others anticipating for you the sort of the network that you need to, to yeah, flesh absolutely. out? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's Good. it's a team game. Right, ministry is a team game. Amen. It's not. Uh, it's not each of us, you know, going about in our own dark corners of the church. It's. Yes. Uh, it's. We're doing this. And together. I suppose the larger the church, the more that the team, the team dynamic is different, and the number of people that you may have to communicate with might be significantly larger, or you might communicate in a different way. Yeah, but for sure. We have quite a large staff at Temple, actually, and so there's there's eight or nine of us at any given time, and and yeah, just to know that. Uh, each each person there has, whether directly or indirectly, you know, a part in, in what we're doing is, uh, is is helpful to think about. Neat. One one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about since I was asked to serve as the internship director is really the issues to explore in internship and with interns, both on the seminary side and then when when churches call us up, pastoral leaders call us up and ask us. What are the kinds of things that I should be investigating? What are some some of the things that I should be discussing or reviewing or challenging my intern with? And I, I've come up with these four. They have come from a lot of discussion, a lot of input from pastors and missionaries, alumni, professors. I framed internship really around four C's. Conversion, your experience of God's grace, calling, your sense of God's calling, character, which I believe is really the qualifier, disqualifier in terms of ministry, and then lastly, competencies. Hmm. I'd like to explore just, just two of those as we draw this to a close. First of all, the whole area of calling. Hmm. How, had, how did your ministry experience, how hmm. did your internship experience yeah. help clarify for you a sense of calling? Yeah, so one of the big questions uh, that I've had with regard to calling is, um, sort of where my gifts will be used. I, I, I've been affirmed time and again that I have teaching gifts. And I know that those teaching gifts can be used in the church. I know that those can be used in the academy. Uh, they can be used in a number of different ways. And so one of my biggest questions is, okay, Lord, are you calling me to full-time service in the church, sort of in a pastoral role, or perhaps towards uh, a professor- professorial role in the academy? And... Uh, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Further confusion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, um, maybe perhaps not so much more clarity, uh, but just once again that teaching gift being affirmed in me. Uh, I, I, I mentioned that um, 
that I taught a weekly class uh, for adults. Uh, we call it next chapter classes and anywhere from theology to biblical studies to even church history. Okay. And that was just um, that was just a joy for me to do and, and uh, people uh, were blessed by it. And so that was a real... So it would be like a mini course. It would be like a, a short, how many weeks? Yeah, anywhere from nine to 14 weeks. So Okay, so there's some substance to it in terms yeah. of the prep and overview. Yeah, sure. definitely. I taught a 14-week uh, course on the history of the Reformation wow. uh, just this past fall. And that was, uh, again, a real enjoyable experience for me. I learned a lot. and uh, But in terms of calling, I think what it did uh, affirm is my desire to go on and do further studies in the area of church history. Neat. So, yeah, the, the internship really gave me uh, sort of a, a laboratory for, for investigating that and, and testing that. La- the last area, and maybe you've already covered this, would be in the whole area of competencies mm-hmm. in terms of discovering where you are competent or where, where you're not skilled. Does, I mean, were you in the internship actually involved in areas and discovered this isn't me, mm-hmm. this is not how I'm wired, or this is not how I'm gifted, and others saw that and let you focus, sort of narrow your focus down into those areas where, where God has confirmed. Sometimes it's just lack of experience, right? Mm. You may have competency, but you may not have discovered it. You didn't realize you had a capacity. Can you walk us through a little bit about some areas of competency, some specifics where maybe you were given an assignment to do something and you thought, wow, I, I'm glad I'm not doing this vocation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm not an event planner. <laughs> okay. That is, Check that off the list. Yeah, that is not something I take any special joy or pleasure in. Uh, but I worked a lot with our young adults group at Temple Baptist. And, and had a lot of events. And yeah, we, we had events that, uh, that I would be in charge of planning for the young adults. Wow. Uh, we did uh, an annual retreat uh, where we would go up to uh, a family would let us use their house up in Southampton, Ontario. Just beautiful, beautiful area. And we would spend the weekend there. I would do some teaching, uh, but there would also be activities you that would be expected, <laughs> and that's not my area of strength. Um, so thankfully, I, I learned also the skill of uh, team building and, and delegating. Yes. Um, so we have wonderful people in our team who love to do event planning, and uh, and of course I, I had a hand in it because I, I'm still sort of responsible for right. overseeing right. that activity. But, but just to be able to you release them, right? You exactly. release them to function where they're functioning, and yet you are aware. You, you need to know what's happening, but yeah. you didn't feel the, the weight or the burden of doing something that you were not gifted to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. Listen, I appreciate your input. Look forward to seeing how God's going to use you in the coming days and weeks and months uh, as he directs your steps. Okay. God bless. Thank you very much, Keith. You too. Thanks for tuning in to 931 Growing the Church in Canada a podcast seeking to explore issues of church revitalization. To learn more about what Heritage College and Theological Seminary has to offer you and your church, please visit our website at heritagecambridge.com where we're seeking to honor and serve Jesus Christ and his bride, the church.